What's up, this is the job listeners, Mark Berry, the podcasting coach, helping people launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts. And one way to ditch the job that has become increasingly mainstream is to become a freelancer. And one of the advantages is with being a freelancer, you are location independent uh, in most of the cases. So in this episode, we have someone who is a traveling freelancer. She is location independent. She is getting work to uh, fulfill all the different traveling expenses. So our guest who joins us today, she is a freelance copywriter who writes brand stories, powerful web copy, and compelling content for retailers, startups, and small businesses. Her work adds significant value by engaging customers, boosting Google ranking, reselling products and services. She also writes on a range of topics and is a location-independent writer, always planning her next trip. Our guest who joins us for this episode of Ditch the Job is none other than Sally Fox. Sally, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's exciting to be here. Sally, I'm so happy to have you on Ditch the Job and this idea of like traveling and still getting work, still getting paid, uh, I feel like it is an attractive option for a lot of people. So I'm wondering if you could share with us what first got you started with freelancing and when you realized this could be something that made you enough money to travel the world. Yeah, definitely. Um, so for me, I was working um, in the fashion industry in London. Um, so kind of big corporate job, long hours really low pay no no room to kind of move up really or um or progress personally um my lifestyle was you know really no good either i had no time with my friends i was stuck behind a desk all day you know i had no time to travel no time to you know just do other things really than work um i was on a holiday in vietnam on the back of a motorbike and i suddenly realized just this this has to change something has to change here um so i did the kind of cliche thing and quit and went traveling, went to Asia. Um, but as the people I was traveling with sort of started to go back to their, their real lives um, in the West, I just couldn't see myself going back to mine. Um, I had some savings left over and I remember phoning my family and saying, look, I, I think I'm going to try, you know, freelancing, try remote working. Um, I'm going to give it two months and, and let's see where we are. Um, and I basically never looked back. Um, it's true that I didn't hit the jackpot right away. Like I started out as a virtual assistant for a while, kind of using some of the skills that I had um, from my fashion career. Um, and then I worked as an English teacher online. Um, but eventually it kind of emerged that my strength as a VA was writing for my clients, lots of whom didn't speak English as a first language. Um, so from there I started a travel blog and then I kind of, began to earn these paid gigs, writing travel articles, writing travel websites, and it just grew from there, really. Um, I would just say to anyone, like, if you feel stifled by your job or, you know, your working hours, like, I remember just getting up in the dark, going home in the dark, that lack of agency on your own life, it can change, and working freelance is an amazing opportunity to travel and earn money, obviously, on the go. And Sally mentioned something really important where she says she had this trip to Asia and she was at this point where like, you know, she didn't want to go back. And 
there is a point where no matter how prepared you feel about ditching your job, you do eventually have to uh, make the decision. You have to quit the job, ditch the job, and then really go all out on the thing that it is you're doing. And Sally had some stumbling blocks along the way, but then she figured out like this is her thing. Copywriting is her thing. So I'm wondering if you could share with us. You mentioned initially it wasn't uh, like you were making money initially with this. I'm wondering if you could share with us uh, some of your thoughts about the process at the beginning, if you uh, had any doubts in the beginning, and then how you were able to turn this into sustainable income. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I, I had I had huge kind of just uncertainty. It wasn't something that many people that I knew had done before but one of the big things for me was actually connecting with other people who were doing it either online or you know just meeting people through co-working spaces because seeing other people doing what you want to do successfully is basically the most inspiring thing if you think well well that person was doing it so they've got everything I've got there's no reason that that couldn't be me in a few months time Um, and they say you know like you have to act like the person that you want to be rather than the person that you are. And, and so it was a case of, of just figuring out what it was that they were doing that I needed to, to do. So I would say, you know, work out what your skills are, whether it's something that you love to do in your old job or be something that I liked to do outside of work, which was right. Um, and just build it from there really. Um, but yeah, definitely there was sort of concern I was lucky that I had savings, um, but there was there was concern about you know how long is this going to last? You know what's going to happen next? How do I find my first client? All of those things they are scary, but as you said yourself, you know you do sometimes just have to take the leap. Yeah, and I mean some of those like all those things that Sally mentioned, they can seem very scary because a lot of them are connected to income, like finding that next client because you need to have the clients to get the work, to get the money you need to live the lifestyle that you want to live. (laughs) So (laughs) uh, say that fast five times. But um, one of the things (laughs) uh, with the traveling freelancer like yourself is you get to travel, which is super exciting. You also have to do work uh, between all that. So, you know, Part of it is being super excited, being a tourist, but also being a freelancer. So how do you mix that travel part with still doing the work you're supposed to be doing so the clients you get are <laughs> getting the services they need? Definitely. Well, for me, one of the big things is time management. Um, so it's tracking the time that I spend at work. Um, tracking the time that I spend on on the business so whether that's kind of admin or finance or scouting out for I'm really really careful to make sure that I keep track on how much time I'm spending every week if you're in an amazing new place as you say um, and then you spend 12 hours a day working it kind of defeats the point Um, I'm lucky I'm an early riser so my my plan is usually you know six till lunchtime I work and then I spend the afternoon sightseeing and sure, there's there's days when the balance isn't quite right, but careful time management is definitely um, definitely a huge factor. Um, but also just making sure that your business doesn't take over your life. Like I think, mm. especially when you're freelance, and especially in the beginning, 
and you're, you're kind of for the first time or for me it was the first time my time was monetized because previously I'd been on an annual salary um so realizing that just because your time is monetized you don't have to spend every hour of the day working it's it's good to obviously set like a base rate of of money that you want to earn but I think it's really important to set an uppermost rate where you say okay after this that you know I'm I'm going out to see the sights I'm going to go and try the local food that's enough for me you know and kind of knowing where where your limits are because I think burnout in freelancing is is very real <laughs> and that is a good point because with freelancing there is no limit to how much work you can do I mean that's true anywhere but uh, like you, there, like there's so many clients who could need your services, especially when it comes to copywriting. Then there's the time you have to invest in actually finding those clients as well. I'm wondering if you share with us what's worked best for you for attracting clients, because that's a part that uh, some beginning freelancers struggle with, and it is that skill you need to have to make this something where you could travel the world in the process with. Definitely. So I started out on um, one of the uh, sort of jobbing websites where it's quite low pay and um, there's lots and lots of jobs go up and, and you know, hundreds of people apply for them. Um, I think I got lucky and joined it at a good time, but I would say with that, you know, enter low, start your rates relatively low, build up a reputation and go for from there but I found the big thing for me um, in growing my business was actually getting my own website so to begin with I was using as I say these websites and also LinkedIn um, but once I had my website it felt like because it was a place that I could send my clients where I had a portfolio and I had some more information about me and I had testimonials it just seems to kind of put me on the map a little bit more and and give me um, like a an authority really and a kind of professional shop front if you will um you know that, that clients could go to and it I think it just really changed it changed the business for me like winning different kinds of clients after that so looking back would be something that I would definitely look at doing earlier would be building my own website and like building your own website is just so important that is your home on the web you're not competing with anyone else on social media, people could be watching your content, but social media, social networks are going to push out suggested content, push out a lot of tweets and Facebook posts and things like that because their focus is keeping people on the site, like an Upwork or a Fiverr. Their focus is making as much money as possible. If you fit into their plans, they're going to promote you more, but you're always going to see like suggested person who can also get the job done. So um, can you talk a little bit about um, like the website is really great when you're getting people on it, but are you still using those sites like Upwork or Fiverr to direct people to your websites or do you have a different way of leading potential clients to your website? Yeah. So it's a bit of both at the moment. My 2020 goal is to completely remove myself from Upwork. Um, at the moment it's about 50, 50. Um, so Upwork is still really helpful for, getting yourself in front of clients that aren't sure where to look. Um, and obviously if you type copy copywriter into Google, you will find, I can't even tell you how many results. <laughs> and that is terrifying for a potential to even begin to go through. So obviously Upwork is really helpful for that. And, and there's nothing wrong. I don't think with, with finding, um, you know, getting yourself in front of clients on there. 
platform as long as you know your worth and stick to it. Um, Twitter is actually amazing for copywriters specifically, um, and I think content marketers, that kind of thing as well. Like, there's a lot of work that goes out on Twitter because the people that your your potential clients usually they're, they're content marketers or they're marketing managers, um, uh, communications managers, and and they're all on Twitter. So that's really helpful for me as well. Um, and then long term, I think you know, SEO and getting yourself up Google so that when people do search copywriter, you're the person that comes up, but that's obviously long-term goal there. And I agree on the idea of, you know, Upwork's great uh, when you're getting started out, you eventually want to be able to be getting clients on your own. And mm, it's yeah. really fascinating that you mentioned Twitter because I was expecting LinkedIn. I usually hear Facebook groups, something like that. Can you share with us how you're using Twitter? Like, are you using a specific hashtag search? Uh, are you filtering by companies? Like, how are you using Twitter to get more freelancing opportunities? Yeah, it's exactly that, actually. So, I mean, when, interestingly, I've tried both Facebook and LinkedIn with very limited success. Um, Facebook, I think it's too, the market's too speculative. People aren't ready to buy. Um, and so I find that you kind of waste a lot of time chatting and going over, you know, what the ins and outs are and you don't really end up with with um, with the deal, with the sale, um, so to speak. LinkedIn, I think it's just saturated. I'm not sure. I've never had any traction on there. Um, with Twitter, yeah, um, certain hashtags. So Copywriters Unite is a hashtag that's really active. Um, amongst the copywriting community, particularly particularly in the UK. Um, and then I use hashtags, I mean, it's super kind of varied, but there's um, copyrighted jobs, freelance jobs, but there's various websites that post jobs every single day um, that are of a reasonable quality. And, and that kind of goes out um, on their Twitter every day, like at maybe 10 news and... It, there is a real mine of, of stuff on Twitter that I think a few searches. So as I say, yeah, hashtag copywriters, hashtag uh, freelance jobs, hashtag writers jobs, those kinds of hashtags will really pull up quite a lot of stuff. And those are some really great hashtags to start with. And I mean, with all these social networks, there's just so many different ways to use them. I think like with Twitter, like the key thing there is the different hashtags. So if you're looking for a freelancing job, if you're looking for uh, a client, a coaching client or anything like that, I mean, look at the different hashtags people are using and uh, some good opportunities can come your way. Yeah, exactly that. And like if, if you see, um, you know, if you see an account that's posting jobs every day, just check out what hashtags they're using and then those hashtags and you kind of end up in a, in a bit of a rabbit's warren of of jobs and interesting people to follow. And um, yeah, I mean, even, even just a few days after I started using Twitter a little bit more, I was getting, you know, reached out to by uh, recruitment agents and, and it really did, it, it really did change things. Wow. I mean, just a few days and results already. I mean, that's definitely the power of using social media to write. And I think that's going to be a great tactic for Yeah, anyone. that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Um, I'm wondering for people who want to learn more about you and continue following your journey, where are some good places we can go? Sure. So my website is sallymfox.com. So S-A-L-L-Y-F-O-X.com. And my Twitter is at sallymfoxwrites. Um, so those are the best places to find me. All right. So we will have all those links in the show notes for everyone who is interested. But uh, Sally, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on this episode of Ditch the Job. It was a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It was lovely to talk to you.